0: And welcome back to yet another episode of the college Tri. I'm back here with Wyatt. Um, this time again, we're recapping, or we're recapping the two big bowls that we had from last week. I wouldn't say big, but the biggest games at least. And then we are previewing a few of the upcoming ones of this week and this coming weekend. Uh, we'll start off. I'll start off with UF versus Oregon state or Florida versus Oregon state. Uh, Florida looked awful. I mean, it, I was happy about it, but I'm obviously biased. And, uh, I couldn't even watch the game because of how bad they looked. Again, that's was, was expected. They're on their third or fourth string quarterback. Um, but now people are starting to call for Billy, Na- Billy Napier's job, which isn't surprising knowing the UF fan base because they just are all win now and all that, like every other SEC school besides Vanderbilt. But it it just seems like it's too early. But it also seems like Billy Napier wasn't a fit here from the beginning. So I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think they're going to fire him now, but after next year I would not be surprised at that.
1: Yeah, this was, I kind of thought this was exactly how the game was going to go. Um, I talked last week on the show. I wasn't too prepared to take Oregon State minus seven and a half. I finally pulled pulled trigger on that right before the game. Um, So that was just an easy bet. That was never in question. But yeah, Florida State, or sorry, Florida looked bad. Oregon State, again, um, they're continuing that momentum that they had at the end of the season, um, beating Oregon and then... Um, beating Florida in the bowl game. So I like uh, Oregon State looking forward. and then, yeah, Florida, i I think it's a little early calling for the guy's job just because I think they they had potential this year. Obviously, a, a six and six or I guess six and seven record isn't great, but it's not like they are out of many games. they They were very competitive, I thought. So it might be a little premature to call for his job. um, but yeah, not not great for Florida. And again, it's really hard without the starting quarterback. Um, and then a couple other starters out, but yeah, Oregon state just spanked them. And I was happy that, um, that, that won, and they also were in my parlay as well. So, um, which also won. So that was a nice little, um, addition to yeah. the weekend. Yeah. I
0: mean, I, the one thing that's probably kept Billy Napier from getting his, getting fired this year was that Utah win earlier in the season. Other than that, I think he would have been gone also with that, they would not have made a bowl game. So that probably would have added to the fire there. Um, but in general, we'll talk about this later when we talk about the portal after we uh, preview a bunch of games. Florida does need a quarterback in the portal, or else they are screwed for next year, and it is as simple as that. Um, other than that, the Cincinnati versus Louisville game was the other big game this week. I am so mad at Cincinnati. I'm almost – I tweeted at you. I was like, USC or Cincinnati, which one are we, like, matter at? I personally was very close to that USC level, it was just, it seemed too good to be true, that plus two line, and they just got smacked. It was a story of somebody knew something I didn't, or we didn't, for it to be that lopsided of a game.
1: Yeah, uh, since he's in some big trouble, you said it said Florida's in trouble for next year. Since he looks like a mess, they're going to be without their coach. They have a new coach coming in. Well, maybe Satterfield can turn things around, but they looked terrible. And yeah, I was pretty upset with them, but... I lost way more money on USC, so I think that just that makes that uh, the USC loss so much worse. And, you know, USC losing and not making that uh, that playoff also um adds to that. But yeah, since he looked terrible, Louisville actually looked pretty good. Um it wasn't a very high-scoring game, 24-17. Um it was kind of boring, but uh, Louisville actually figured th- some things out. Um looks like the guys are were playing for something since he just looked like they were there. Um, just because they had to. They did not want to be there. And it was apparent and a, a really bad loss. So um, I don't think Cincy is going to be like they ought, they were the last couple of years. I think they're going to regress quite a bit um, this the next couple of years until um, Satterfield gets, gets the guys right. But yeah, it's going to be interesting having a world where Cincy probably not the top of their conference or probably not the top three in their conference. Um, but yeah, they look terrible and I think you rightfully so. You could be, you should be upset with them because that, that was bad. And yeah, someone knew something. And we obviously were not yeah. on page with that.
0: And especially for next year, especially with the movement of the Big 12, it's just not looking good for Cincinnati fans or Cincinnati in general. I mean, I think Scott Satterfield is a good coach. I was surprised when he left Louisville. But on that end, Louisville, the future's bright there. You got a new coach coming in who's an alum. Who wants to do well for this program is Louisville guy through and through. My, personally, I love the alumni hires. I love those kinds of things because that's someone who, you know, that's their dream job, right? No matter where you're going, your dream job is always your alma mater, almost no matter what, unless you went to like a D2 school, obviously. Like it just, it, I like, I think Louisville's going in a good direction. I'm biased. I don't think they're going to win the ACC next year, but I think they're going in a good direction. So now, do you, you want to talk about any other games that happened? I know you had that parlay.
1: Yeah, at the parlay, I had Marshall won yesterday, which was a pretty nice one. And then that USM um, Southern Missouri uh, won. So that parlay uh, ended up hitting, which was nice. Um, I do want to briefly talk about the BYU-SMU game, just because I totally miscalculated that one. Um, BYU won 24-23. SMU went for the two-point conversion and the win at the end of the game. Um, did not get it. But I was all over that over... Um, you know, SMU again, broke the single or the single game points record earlier this year, BYU scoring like 30 plus points a game. Uh, It was not even close. So that was just a disappointing loss because I was really excited for that game. It was Saturday, um, Saturday night. Uh, I thought it was going to be really high scoring, fun to watch. And unfortunately it just, it never got to that, that level of excitement that I was hoping. So um, yeah, so that was, Kind of a big loss, I lost a decent amount of money on that over, but besides that, um, as we progress, you know, getting closer to New Year's Day, um, or New Year's Eve, um, the bowl games are getting better, like the ones that are upcoming, um, this week,
0: yeah. I mean, and to go off what you said, I actually at SMU, I, I tweeted out I had a last second parlay of SMU and uh, who was North Texas playing again? I forget, I uh, why can't I remember that currently?
1: Boise, Boise,
0: I had that parlayed, and that one point kind of killed me, but um. Also, can we talk about Frank Gore Jr.? I forgot to write this down. I just thought of it. He had an absolute game. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I I know he, like, he went off.
1: Yeah, he looked good. I don't have the stats here, but he looked good just like his dad. So hopefully uh, he can have the career that his dad did.
0: Yep. All right, now into the preview. The first game, an amazing matchup, Western Kentucky and South Alabama. Uh, I believe it's in New Orleans in the Superdome. Uh, South Alabama is favored minus four. I've been uh, watching a few videos around. A lot of people are taking South Alabama minus four because they had some good wins this year or or close losses. Uh, You know, like they kept it close with, I believe it was UCLA and Troy who came up out of nowhere. No one really realized they were good this year until the very end. We're like, oh shit, look, they're here. Whatever. I think only two losses. Um, So they're not a bad team, but Western Kentucky also has Austin Reed who I believe he's playing now. He had entered the portal, but he withdrew. So I don't see any reason why he wouldn't play. Um, yeah, hopefully you can't hear my dog. Uh, so I think he has a good, I I like Austin Reed. And because of that, I'm going to take Western Kentucky here with the points. I just think he's a really good quarterback. You know, South Alabama is a good team, but Western Kentucky's offense is actually better than South Alabama's. And that's probably the only stat they're better at, but I'm still taking it because of that.
1: Yeah, I was. Honestly, pretty heavy on um, South Alabama. They were minus five earlier today, and I think it's gone down to minus four, like you said. So um, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me why the line's moving in favor of Western Kentucky, because I do think South Alabama's better. They are 10 and two. Their defense is actually pretty solid. And again, like you said, um, uh, Western Kentucky has a really good offense, really good passing attack. Um, but I do think South Alabama's offense can can hold them back a little bit. Which is why I'm now leaning towards Western Kentucky just because of that line movement. Um I think uh USA is a very um easy bet to pick if you don't know a whole lot. So I do think that a lot of the sharps are going towards western Kentucky, which is probably what I'm gonna lean um their spread uh tomorrow night. So Um. yeah, it's definitely a trap game for South Alabama, in my opinion. And, again, they do have a solid defense. But I just think Western Kentucky has too much on offense, um, too many players. And it's just a weird game. I don't know if they can win it outright, but I think four or five points is just too many on on that spread.
0: I mean, I'll take South Alabama by three. I like that there. It's just a lot of these bowl games also – are fairly close because there's all evenly matched teams for the most part. You get some other ones like the Oregon state, Florida, everyone knew going into that. It wasn't evenly matched, but in general, these teams are evenly matched. So it's kind of, most of them are going to be decided by a field goal or a touchdown. So I, I kind of like the South Alabama by three, maybe take that exact score, but I overall Western Western Kentucky plus four. I'm all there with you. Uh, after that, I got the armed forces bowl Baylor versus air force. I personally I like Baylor in this game. I know they've had a disappointing year. I believe 6 and 6. I just they I just feel like they're not a bad team as they seem. I mean, they've kept it close with good teams like Texas and TCU. Was obviously, they were leading that game literally until it ended. Um I just I like Baylor in this one. I think they're clearly the better team at minus 4.
1: Yeah, and again, kind of like my thought process last week, which did not work. I <laughs> in that Fresno State, Washington State. I'm a big fan of, of the Power Five over the non-major um, conference school. So, and that obviously backfired. Fired uh, Fresno State won that game pretty easily. I think it was 29 to six. Um, yeah, 29 to six against Washington State. So. I want to lean Baylor just because they're the the power five team and, and against an air force team who they throw the ball once or twice a game, have two, 300 yards rushing per game. You know, one of those military Academy schools. Um, I honestly am too afraid to take the spread on either one, just because again, I think it's going to be close. I have no idea which way this game's going to go. Baylor, as you said, plays teams tight, could have beat TCU um, battled with Texas. Um, and then air force is sitting over there, nine and three somehow, um, doesn't score a whole lot, but they have a really good defense. So instead of the spread, I'm going to go for the total in this game at 43. Now I'm going to go under that, um, air force, uh, is allowing 156 yards in the air, um, 99 yards on the ground. Um, really good rush defense. So I think it's gonna be a low scoring close game, possibly like a 17 to 13 Baylor type of type of win.
0: And something that is weird just to think about this game is in TCU stadium. So Baylor's really playing in their rival stadium, which is kind of funny. That has nothing to do with the outcome of the game, but it's just kind of weird that they're playing their bowl game in the rival stadium. I don't know how that will do for attendance. I still assume more Baylor fans will show up because they're only an hour and a half down the road. Uh, Not even. Yeah, not even like, so I assume there'll be more Baylor fans, but it's just funny. That's just funny to me. Uh, After that, you got the independence bowl with Louisiana and Houston. Um, you could call this a home field advantage for Louisiana cause it's not that far from their campus. Uh, Houston to me has been disappointing all year, right? Cause they were supposed to be competing for that group of five title or that new year six spot at the beginning of the year. There were a lot of people's picks Tulane obviously surprised everyone, but it, for the most part, it was probably between Houston and Cincinnati, I would say at the beginning of the year and Dana Holderson and the Cougars have just been so disappointing and Louisiana has a very, very solid defense. And um, so because of that defense, I'm going to take Louisiana plus seven here.
1: Yeah. Uh, going on to Houston, what a disappointment. You know, I think they got up. They got up ranked pretty high up there in the teens at some point this year. Um, their defense has really just been holding them back. Their offense, if you look at their numbers, is unreal. They they were that team that did play um, SMU worth that, you know, that 70, whatever it was, 78 to 67 game Um so their office can score, but their problem is they have no defense. So their defense is really holding them back. Um Louisiana, I have a slogan, it's never bet against the raging Cajuns. Um, <laughs> it's a funny joke because like two years ago it was like the first college football game of the year, and it was, you know, ULL on a Tuesday night or Thursday night, whatever it was. And We made the joke to never bet against Raging Cajuns, and it's been kind of true. They are six and six, but it's just funny because every time it comes up, we talk about them. So I'm going to never bet against them. I'm going to take them plus seven with you in this game. Um, I think Houston's defense is too bad. Um, They do have a really good O, so I could possibly see the over in this game hitting at 57, Um, but I do like Louisiana to cover by a touchdown, and I think they could even win outright in this game.
0: Yeah, I think winning outright is a very big, big possibility here. And what did you say the overrunner was? 57 57 that's interesting high, that, that right? seems high that seems really high it's
1: high um, for a louisiana team it's pretty low for a Houston yeah. team. yeah
0: yeah so it's kind of in the middle there uh for the next game we're not gonna i'm just gonna mention it we're not really gonna preview it because we're actually because it's the biggest matchup of the week just team name wise we'll probably record it tomorrow of for previewing it it's gonna have its own preview like 10 minutes or just like we did for army navy uh is wake forest versus mizzou um do you know if sam hartman's playing that game I have no idea. Yeah, I haven't looked at up at all. All I, was, all I put on my notes was I was going to mention it. But so, yeah, look out for that. Probably record that soon. Just wanted to mention it was there just so you guys know what's going on. Um, After that, the last one I have on here is the Hawaii Bowl, Middle Tennessee versus San Diego State. Uh, San Diego State being favored minus seven there. Uh, I feel like just from looking at stats when I was looking – again, I don't have any written down, but I was looking at the stats between both quarterbacks with running backs and all that on ESPN – And it seems fairly evenly matched. Like it doesn't seem too far off for it to be minus seven. And for that reason, I'm taking middle Tennessee plus seven and also middle Tennessee beat Miami. And I hate Miami. So I like them there and their coach is a Florida state alum. So I'll take that too.
1: Yeah. This is a weird, not that exciting matchup. Uh, I believe there's NFL on Saturday too. So hopefully that can entertain most of us because this bowl is not going to be extremely entertaining, but um, kind of a disappointing season for, um, San Diego State. Uh they're seven and five. They're usually, you know, right up there at Boise State um, in that mountain west, right up there for the championship. So um kind of disappointing season for them. They kind of turned it on late in the season, scoring quite a bit of points. Um, but they are notorious for um, at least the last couple of years, for for not scoring a whole lot, but having a really good D. Um, their defense this year has kind of struggled a bit, um, but they still have a very solid O. And middle Tennessee's offense is not great. So I'm going to lean the under in this game. It's at 49, but I also think it's going to be a pretty evenly matched game. Um, I'm not gonna take the spread, um, but I would agree with you on that middle Tennessee um plus a touchdown. But I do like the under in this game. Um, I could see like a like a 24-13 or 24-17 type type of game.
0: Yeah, I, I could agree there. Um, I mean shit, I was gonna say something, I forget what it was. Well, never mind then. Um <laughs> After that, that's the last game we have for this week's preview. Again, these matchups do seem boring now, but they are getting better. Oh, wait. I just remembered. I I was reading somewhere. I feel it was, but a lot of people are saying that, like, they're calling the Hawaii Bowl a distraction bowl, quote-unquote, because obviously you're in Hawaii, right? These players are going to have fun. I would assume they're saying the same thing about the Las Vegas Bowl last week. You're going to have fun exploring Hawaii. Um, Maybe not as much San Diego State, maybe more middle Tennessee because they live in Tennessee and not a (laughs) tropical place. So, like, it – that could play into it, but I, I'm not going to take that route. That's just something I've been reading and I wanted to mention. Uh, but so, yeah, now on to the other big headlines that are being made in college football, and they're all about the transfer portal. The first off, uh, the one that's been making the most waves of the player that's been making the most waves is Travis Hunter. He entered the other day after the Celebration Bowl at Jackson State. Well, if we didn't talk about that game, but if you watched it, it was a great game. funny that the white guy dropped the touchdown uh, in the HBCU National Championship. Well, that's essentially what it is. It's not called that, but that's essentially what it is. Uh, but Travis Hunter is leaving. Uh, everyone expected him to quickly commit to Colorado, but that seems like it's not the case. And I feel like if he was going to go to Colorado, he would have committed already. Uh, what we're hearing is it's basically a money battle between Miami, USC and Georgia. If he goes to Miami, I might kill myself. Um But yeah, I I just don't like this year. I obviously, I don't like Travis Hunter. Uh, If he were to come back to Florida State, I would be more than happy with it still. But it just, uh, it just feels like this is too much of a money NIL thing, right? Like this isn't what college football is about. And honestly, it's stuff that's kind of ruining college football is this kid basically making a video saying, I'll go where it gives me the most money. Now, no one is going out and actually saying that it's all under the table. But this is the one kid that's saying that. And I just I don't, I don't like that personally. I think where I think he goes is honestly Georgia. It just—he's from Georgia. It feels right. Nil-wise, I don't. While people are going to be surprised that he doesn't follow Dion to Colorado, I don't think Dion can give him the money he wants anymore.
1: Yeah, you know, when he went, when Dion went to Colorado, we all thought Travis was going to follow him there. Um, that's turning out again not to be the case. I—I uh, I don't even think there's a possibility he goes to Colorado anymore. Um I did read in the same repair on little different sites but I did see Georgia and Miami. Um honestly Georgia again hometown state that's probably a pretty good match. Um but Miami I think just Miami's history and it's you know their football there and you know being a DB at Miami there has been so many pros so many hall of famers kind of like Florida State. Um it's just kind of like a DB corner school so I can see the appeal as to that as well. But yeah, Travis He's he's not an allegiance guy. He's not going to go follow Dion because Dion recruited him. He's going to go follow the money, like you said. And, you know, obviously he's going to, he's probably going to be an NFL player. You know, he's a five-star corner, um, one of the best in the, in the business. So eventually it'll be about the money, but like college is a time for, you know, growing relationships and growing that kind of thing. At least that's how I thought of college. So I'm not a huge fan of of going for the money this young and I, I really don't like what he's doing. Obviously, if you go to Georgia, you have a really good shot at building or winning a national championship. So I can't blame him from there. It is his hometown. Um, but I would really would have liked to see him um, follow Dion to, to Colorado. I think that would have been a good story, would have really helped out DM, Dion's case. Um, but yeah, it's not looking like that's going to happen at all.
0: I think it would have been a lot more fun to see him go to Colorado because it's just like it's a place that obviously they've been bad for so many years that it would be kind of good to see him be good again. And also what I've been wondering what circles I've been saying, what team will let him play both receiver and corner like Jackson State has been? I don't really know the answer to that. I mean, Kirby Smart and Cristobal are obviously both defensive guys. So I just I don't know how that because Dion basically let him do whatever he wanted. Um, like he played wide receiver, he played corner, he pretty much played every play of the game and he can, he's that versatile of a player, but I just wonder what team in power five and real college football will let him do that. And I don't think that's many. So I just wonder where he's going to go. If he's going to switch to full-time receiver, or if he's going to stay at DB. After that, to get on my high horse a little bit, Florida State has been absolutely killing it in the portal. They are Number two, I believe, ranked currently. you got Jaheim Bell, Jeremiah Jeremiah Byers committed last night. Um, And then you have Kyle Morlock and another O-lineman from Colorado. This is just my, like, one minute of fame. Florida State is going to be good next year. I'm putting in the future for them to win the ACC as soon as it opens. It's just scary. Today, players were tweeting out a bunch of eye emojis, so something is coming tonight. Don't know what it is, uh, but something is coming tonight. I assume it's a player staying because the – the main like football Twitter quote tweeted Jordan Travis, so I don't think they would do that if it was a recruit, or I think, or I wouldn't like it they would do that if it was a, a recruit. Uh, it just would be weird. Uh, but yeah, I, that's just my high horse. Forest State's been doing well. I don't know how Michigan's been doing in the portal, but yeah,
1: I knew you're going to bring up the forest <laughs> state, so I, I wrote a couple notes down about Michigan. Um, as a, when it comes to recruiting or transfer rankings, uh, it kind of differentiates per site. Um, A couple of sites have Michigan like at six or seven. Um, This site had Michigan at third, Florida State at four. Um, But most of the time, Florida State's above Michigan. Florida State's, again, having a really good transfer portal um, season so far. But Michigan, uh, they snagged two major, or sorry, three major O-linemen, two from Stanford, uh, one five-star, one team captain. One was actually a brother of a Michigan player. Then they snagged another O-lineman, team captain from arizona state um so another three solid o-linemen probably all starters then to add on to that they snagged josiah stewart the coastal carolina edge who i think is the third ranked transfer um edge player then they do have ernest um hausman from nebraska the middle linebacker who i think was the overall number one rated transfer middle linebacker so michigan's doing pretty well as um which is good to hear they're reloading on their o-lines i think they're losing three in the draft um, So, you know, Michigan's run offense obviously is depending on that O-line, so it's good to see them reloading. But usually Michigan never really has a great transfer um, year, but I do think two consecutive trips to the college football playoff has helped um recruiting-wise. Uh, another transfer news, Um, I don't think we talked about this last time, but Leary from MC State has committed to Kentucky. Good transition. Um, so that's that's of, what like, I had next. First, yeah, that's one of the first big – commits that we've seen in the quarterback position. So he's at Kentucky. I know he was talking about Notre Dame a little bit. Um there's a couple of other schools that were looking at him, but I believe it was today or yesterday that he um committed to Kentucky, which will be big for um the Wildcats. Yeah,
0: it was tonight. It was actually about an hour ago. That's why I wrote it down. It was uh because I literally looked when I was out earlier, uh I was talking to whoever I forget who it was and was like, oh yeah, I think Devin Leary committed I looked it up. He hadn't uh, Kentucky was honestly a surprise for me. I thought it was going to be between Notre Dame and Illinois, uh, mainly Illinois. I was predicting Illinois just because his brother goes there. And like you said, it happened to someone with Michigan. That's a very, very big uh, advantage to have when you're going through the portal, just to have those kinds of connections. But yeah, I think it's good, especially when um Kentucky's trying to replace Will Levis now. I think it's a good fit passing guy. Like it, it does, it does well. Hopefully he'll be able to do well in the sec next year. And he's finally making that step up from ACC to sec. Um, And with that, with quarterbacks, uh, DJ U, or DJ Ugalolo, whatever, uh, really has nowhere to go right now. Because if you've been following recruiting, whatever, Dante Moore just flipped from Oregon to UCLA. So now UCLA is out for uh, DJ, who that looked like the top person for, the top school for him to go to. After that, it was Oregon, and Bo Nix just announced he's coming back. So now his top two are gone. I've seen Fresno State and Hawaii. Like, he's dropping down. Like, I have no clue where he's going to go, but I don't think it's going to be a power five anymore. It seems like, if you remember Kelly Bryant, and then he went to Mizzou and didn't do anything, I think they're kind of comparing him to that, to where he's going to go and then just be a dud. So uh, nobody wants to touch him, it feels like. So it's kind of sad for DJ. He's not a bad quarterback, but it's just weird. Like, I have no clue where he's going to go.
1: Yeah, he's definitely a power five quarterback. Um, Obviously, I don't know if he's good enough to be on one of those elite teams, but he's better than a Fresno state or yeah. a Hawaii or, or a team like that. So I'm sure he'll find a home. Um, Grayson McCall, the all American at coastal Carolinas in the portal and he was supposed to go to Auburn and he canceled his trip. Um, so maybe there's something going on with Auburn um, and DJ, but um, he's going to end up at some power five, probably a, I, d- I doubt he stays in the ACC. I would assume probably pac 12, like you said, um maybe Big 12 I don't think anywhere in the Big 10 is going to snag him um but yeah he I mean he's definitely the number 1 overall transfer transfer prospect right now in my opinion just of star power because um you know he's what he was like the number 1 overall number 3 overall recruit back in the day so yeah. he's a really hot commodity I am interested to see where Grayson McCall goes a coastal guy um dual threat quarterback I've watched a lot of Coastal Carolina games just because I enjoy watching them and they're always like on a Thursday or a Friday, but he's a really good quarterback. He got injured this year and kind of got his spot taken by a backup. Um, so we'll see where he goes. I don't know if he's gonna be good enough to make that jump to power five um, from the Sun Belt, but you know he could end up like at a, a small, like a Rutgers type school, something like that. So that'll be an interesting one. And then one more corner I was talking about, um, just transfer from AM. and Denver Harris, he is – his number one school right now is Colorado. So that could be a substitute for the Travis Hunter not coming for Dion. Um So Denver Harris could possibly help Dion out in Colorado at that cornerback position.
0: Yeah, I mean, to go back to uh, Grayson McCall, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he goes down to Florida, uh, especially with that uh, visit being canceled at Auburn. I actually didn't know that until you just said that. which is interesting because he always seemed like – like, the second he entered the portal, it was – it felt like Auburn, again, was – there was no one else. Uh, and there would be a good transition for Freeze, too, especially because it's on the same level as Liberty. And, I don't know, I think they played each other. I'm not 100% sure about that. But it just – it felt right. And now it's just – again, and something I was going to open up to is that it feels like there's too many quarterbacks in the portal and not enough places for them to go right now. Like, name the places that need a quarterback. Florida, Auburn, Notre Dame. And Virginia. Virginia had Brendan Armstrong leaving. Those are four schools, but they're not like, – like, Virginia's – no one's really going to go look at Virginia first, right? And then Notre Dame and Florida and Auburn you'll look at, but I don't know, some people might not want to play for Hugh Freeze or maybe academically can't hold up at Notre Dame. Like, it just – it feels like there's not enough homes for all these quarterbacks because you have other th- – big name quarterbacks, like obviously McCall, I said, DJU already, Brendan Armstrong out of Virginia is decent. And Spencer Sanders who has been at Oklahoma state forever is a good quarterback as well. And this feels like, yeah, it just feels like there's no homes for these guys, but there's so many of them. Like it, it just yeah. feels like there's too many quarterbacks in this cycle for the amount that's open. Um, a few other ones that I had to f- round out of, uh, of who has committed. JoJo Earl out of Alabama is going coming back home to Texas to play for TCU. That's a pretty good pickup for TCU uh, to keep their run going from the playoff for next year. And also USC picked up wide receiver Dorian Singer from Arizona. This is a huge pickup in my opinion. He actually outperformed Jordan Addison this year, who was supposed to be all that after winning the blinked cuff last year at Pitt. Uh, I don't know what his stats are, but I don't really think he lived up to expectations. I haven't really heard much about him this year. Uh, so, the, obviously, that's a big pickup and a good replacement for Addison, who's expected to go to the draft. Hasn't been announced announced yet, but that is expected to come. Uh, do you have any last remarks before we go and record this? Uh,
1: I'm not, there was another cornerback um, from UVA, uh, Fentrell Cypress. Looks like he's going to go to Ohio State. He was a um, five-star from, uh, from Virginia. So, it looks like Ohio State is going to reload at the corner as well. That's all I had. All I only had those five guys. But, um, yeah, again, it's changing every day. Hopefully yep. we can get one of these quarterbacks to commit to cross one off the list because, um, right now it's, just, as you said, yeah. there's just that, I mean, that's going to be the biggest news. And until one of those guys selects where to go, um, we're not going to know anything. So I'm hoping that happened. It has to happen soon. Cause you need to get back on the You need to yeah. get on a team as quick as you can, but, uh, yeah, that'll be the biggest thing for, I forgot about Sanders. Thank you for bringing that up because, I'd like him more than uh, more than DJ, to, in my opinion. But uh, so it'll be interesting where he goes, where DJ goes, where McCall goes. Um, I just I hope kinda, of what makes yeah. decisions.
0: I kind of like Spencer Sanders to Notre Dame. I don't know. It just feels right. I, I just I have no reasoning behind it. It just feels he looks like a Notre Dame quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it just feels like that. Um, but also for Cyprus, the only place he's visited so far, at least I know of is Florida State. So maybe we'll take him so you guys don't have to go against him. Hopefully, yeah,
1: please, please. I would be. I was looking at it. And it said 99 or 95 percent chance. It said 95
0: percent. So I'd be surprised if we got him. But he did visit, which is surprising. Okay. So I'll I'll take the wins where I can get them.
1: Yeah, you take them,
0: please. <laughs> I don't want them. Um, but yeah, uh, that's all we have for this week. Um, other stuff to look out for this week. We're actually going to record right after this. The funniest bowl games draft or named bowl games that'll come out. Uh, this is coming out to Tuesday. So that'll probably come out Wednesday ish. Uh, then, obviously, like I said, the Mizzou-Wake Forest uh, preview uh, because that's the biggest matchup this week. But, yeah, lots to look out for. New Year's 6 is coming up soon. We don't have to deal with these shit matchups in about a week. So, yeah, um, have a good time. Merry Christmas. We'll see you guys again probably tomorrow.
1: See you guys.